Hey, welcome today. Um, I'm Mac Powers. I'm with Tom Whiteley, and today we're going to be talking about CIP systems. And uh, when you're designing and implementing an effective CIP system, there are uh, a number of critical things that you have to think about, especially those that are uh, manufacturers in the regulated industries, such as the pharmaceutical, biotechnology, and the food and beverage industries. Uh, so, Tom, as a process engineer, you've you've been asked a number of times to design and, and implement CIP systems, and uh, there's four T's that you think about, right? When someone says, help us get this thing designed, uh, these four T's would be time, temperature, turbulence, uh, and turbidity. And uh, can you explain to us today, uh, you know, what those mean and, and why they're uh, the critical parts of, of a CIP system? The, the four T's we're talking about today really kind of tie into your wash cycle of your CIP cycle. And the first one being time. Time really goes into your how long you're, you know, contacting the, the specific surfaces. It's time at each of your steps or toggles, depending on how you, you look at it. But, and it's driven really by your, um, your bio, bio burden reduction program and, um, and how far, how hot you're running. So your temperature really ties very closely into your time. The, the higher temperature you can go safely from a EHS standpoint um, and from your pumps and hydraulics and your elastomer standpoint, um, the shorter your time can typically be. Um, you do have minimum times that you have got to meet, such as your riboflavin contact time, um, your just pass-through time for your pipes to make sure that everything actually got heated up and flushed out, turned over, that kind of thing. Um, and they also ties into your concentrations, your turbidity or conductivity um, is how it's typically measured these days. But that that measurement also goes back to that bio burden reduction number. And within reason, your conductivity um, also ties into that calculation um, a little bit. You can you can reduce your time by upping your concentration you can also dramatically increase it if um, some elastomers some pieces of equipment just won't tolerate a very high caustic concentration or won't tolerate caustic at all and you have to go to an alternative chemical um, that can really drive up your time um, which obviously you know you got to consider when you look at your total cycle times for your process versus CIP and your scheduling and everything else. So it kind of, they all kind of tie together. And the last one is your turbulence, which is your flow rate that ties in a little bit for like your line circuits um, to your time. And that um, it goes back to your turnover. You do have a minimum flow rate, which is really driven by um, what it's going to take to flood your piping, your Reynolds number calculations, those sorts of things. Um, how well your piping is sloped and you have pockets that are going to form if you if you don't flood it at a higher rate um and then it also your flow rate ties into your spray coverage um for the um for your vessels so it's it's critical for both your vessels and your lines makes sense so those four those four pieces are then very critical what what happens if you get any one of them wrong <laughs> Uh, if it's if you spend too much time or too little time or you you, you get the turbulence wrong uh, what could be the the outcome um so you know like i said they're all kind of interwoven and if you pull one leg out let's say you don't meet your spray coverage flow rates um you're not contacting everything in your tank at that point and now you have zones that aren't being covered 
you're not reaching your linear flow rates required in your pipes, then you're not going to have good contact necessarily. You may leave air bubbles at your T's. You may not break down the surface. If you're truly slow and you end up with linear flow, you're really not going to scour the surfaces of your pipes. You're not going to get a whole lot of cleaning action there. Um, if your temperature is below a certain threshold, um, you're not going to have any, you know, there's certain things that will survive nearly indefinitely at at certain temperatures, um, you won't eliminate those those bio burdens. Um, too high of temperature, and you start looking at things like cavitation of your pumps. Um, you know, obviously, if you go real high, you can boil your CIP solution. Um, which now we're talking steaming instead of you know cleaning. But um, before you do that, typically you have issues with like pump seals, your valve seals, your elastomers, and your system in general will will generally have issues um, and your pumps will typically cavitate. You won't have the MPSH required for the pumps. So your, your temperature there. Um, so yeah, I think that that pretty much covers them all. And then you, you still have to have your contact times to just have the kill time. Sure. Yeah, it's, it kind of sounds easy when we just break it down into four T's, but the reality is getting them all to work um, together uh, synchronously uh, to, to create the desired effect. Uh, it takes some experience and and uh, and uh, some knowledge of the subject, and that certainly that's something a process engineer such as yourself is uh, is adept at. So uh, thanks for helping us understand that today. I appreciate that that explanation, and um, and um, it's very helpful. Yeah, it's been good talking to you today, Mac. Thank you, Tom. Mm -hmm.